Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. And so I took both Sangha and his friend to church that Sabbath day. And I remember walking into the sanctuary with both Sangha and his friend and seeing the looks on the church members' faces when two monks were coming into the sanctuary. They didn't know what to think (laughs) because they had never seen a monk come to church. And Sangha and his friend, they listened to the sermon, they listened to the singing. After the church service ended, Sangha and his friend walked around the sanctuary and they took a picture of the Ten Commandments sign on the wall. They walked up to the pulpit and they looked at the books that were in the sanctuary. And they were taking in just the whole experience, kind of like a Western tourist would do at a Buddhist temple. Kyle Thunberg is a missionary in the country of Thailand. He is going to share two stories with us today based on his experiences. The first is titled, Lum Chun's Influence. Lum Chun was baptized over 50 years ago in the country of Thailand. At the time, he lived in a city called Khon Ken. Now, Khon Ken did not have an organized Seventh-day Adventist church at that time. So Lung Chun began to pray that one day there would be a church planted in the city of Khon Ken that he could worship and fellowship with like-minded believers. In the meantime, Lung Chun attended a Christian Chinese church every Sunday just for fellowship. But he continued to pray faithfully that one day there would be a Seventh-day Adventist church in the city of Khon Ken, Thailand. Now, after several years of praying, eventually the Thailand Adventist Mission began plans to plant the church in the city of Khon Ken. They sent pastors to begin doing work in the city of Khon Ken. During this whole time, Lung Chun continued to pray. After several years of seeing little fruit, the Adventist Mission eventually contacted Adventist Frontier Missions to see about the possibility of getting a missionary to come to Thailand to help with the work in Khon Ken. And all the while, Lung Chun continued to pray. Around the year 2011, the first missionary from AFM launched to Khon Ken to help with the work of planting a church. And all the while, Lung Chun continued to pray and attend the Chinese Christian church on Sunday. One Sunday when he was at church, he met a Swedish Christian man named Mats. And when he met Mats, he asked the question, Why do you come to a Chinese church? And Mott said, well, they provide English translations so I can come and hear the sermon in English. And Lung Chun told Mott, he said, if you want to hear English, you should come to my small group church that meets on Saturday because there are a lot of English speakers that attend. So the next Sabbath, as a result of Lung Chun's invitation, Mott joined the Sabbath-keeping group. Mott was so impressed by what he saw in the church that he had to tell someone. He felt welcomed and he felt like the people were genuine and that he felt loved in this church. So he went back home and he told his Thai girlfriend, Nok, who had never gone to a Christian church before. He said, Nok, you need to come and see this church. I think you would really like it. Now, Nok, of course, was a Buddhist and was not a Christian. 
But at her husband's request, she decided to go the next Sabbath to see this church that he was so impressed by. So Note came to church, and she had a similar experience that Mott's had. She felt loved by the people. She felt like they were genuine, that they had a, a real love for the Lord. And after that first trip to church, Noak went back and talked to her employer and said, I need to have every Saturday off because I'm going to start going to church with my husband. And from that point on, Noak attended church faithfully every Sabbath. In fact, she began to ask questions about the Bible. She began to ask questions about Jesus. And she wanted to know how she could become a Christian. And so she began doing Bible studies with the pastor and with the missionaries. And this went on for about a year. Every week, the missionaries and the pastor would study faithfully with Noak. And she eventually made the decision to get baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist church after many months of study. Now, after she got baptized, her zeal for the Lord did not wane. In fact, she eventually began to lead a small group Bible study in her home with other Thai ladies. And as fast as she was learning things from the Bible, she was sharing those things with her small group and with her friends and her family. And when we think about the experience of Nok, we have to be reminded of the influence that Lung Chun had on this lady. It was because of Lung Chun's commitment to prayer praying for an Adventist church, praying for God's Spirit to be poured out, that he eventually met Mott's, Noak's husband. And then eventually, of course, Noak made the decision to come to church and get baptized. And so we praise God for this faithful man who was praying. And it reminds us all that we never know what kind of influence we are going to have on other people. There's a powerful influence that one praying person can have on other people. So we want to encourage you all to be praying for God's spirit, to be praying for God's work to go forward in countries and cities where there is no active Christian or Adventist presence, and you'll never know the result that your prayers will have. But you can be confident that God will hear them and that people will be touched. Thank you for your prayers. Kyle, I understand that through your language studies, you were able to reach out to a Buddhist monk and invite him to church. Well, I for one am intrigued and can't wait to hear your account of this fascinating narrative. You call this story, The Monk That Came to Church. Years ago, my wife and I were living in the city of Chiang Mai up in northern Thailand. It was a Sabbath afternoon, about 3.30 in the afternoon. I decided after my Sabbath afternoon nap that I would go and take a walk in our village. Now I often would take walks in the village and I found that it was a good way for me to get to know my neighbors and talk with the people that lived close by. Now before I left the house on that Sabbath afternoon, I said a quick prayer in my heart. I said, Lord, if there's somebody that you want me to meet on this walk, please make that clear to me. And after I prayed, I left the house and began my walk. I walked through my neighborhood, I smiled at my neighbors, and I kept on walking through the neighborhood. Eventually, I was coming up to one of the temples in our village. Now, all of our neighbors, most of them, were Thai, and we had probably two or three temples in our village. 
And as I approached this particular temple, I saw a couple of monks outside the temple raking the leaves off of the lawn. And as I got closer to one of the monks, I noticed that he was making eye contact with me and he was trying to greet me. And I got the sense that he wanted to talk with me. And so I walked up to him and we began to talk. He initially talked with me in English and I answered in English, but because I was at the time studying the Thai language at a local language school, I began asking him questions in Thai. And so we went back and forth in English and Thai for a few minutes. And after we had talked for a while, this particular monk, his name was Sangha, invited me to come inside the temple. And so I went in the temple with Sangha and we continued our conversation. It was really a, a good conversation. He was asking me questions about America and about American politics. And he was asking me about Christianity and about my particular religion. When he learned that I went to church on Saturday, he asked me why I go to church on Saturday. And so I was able to explain some of the history of why people worship on Saturday. So we had a really good conversation and I was also able to ask him about Thailand and about Buddhism and about being a monk. We had a very, very good conversation. He shared with me that he likes to practice English with the tourists because, you know, he would like to be a tour guide someday. And as we finished our conversation about two hours later, before I left the temple, I said to Sangha, I said, Sangha, you want to practice speaking English and I want to practice speaking Thai. What do you say we get together once a week and we can both practice speaking the other person's language? And he liked that idea. So we made an appointment to meet the following Thursday in the temple. And when I got to the temple that next week, he had his Thai Bible that someone had given him a while back, and he had been reading the Bible. When I sat down, he asked me a question from the Bible, and so I was able to help answer that question. And that's kind of how our conversations went for several weeks. I would go, he would maybe ask me a question about Christianity or about the Bible, and I would share, or I would ask him about Buddhism, and he would share. And we just exchanged cultures with one another. Now, after probably our second or third meeting, he told me that he would like to come to church with me some week. And of course, I was glad to invite him to church. And we made plans for him to come to church the following Sabbath. So when the Sabbath day arrived, I went to the temple to pick up Sangha. And when I got there, I saw that one of his other monk friends was there as well. And his friend wanted to go to church with Sangha. And so I took both Sangha and his friend to church that Sabbath day. And I remember walking into the sanctuary with both Sangha and his friend and seeing the looks on the church members' faces when two monks were coming into the sanctuary. They didn't know what to think <laughs> because they had never seen a monk come to church. And Sangha and his friend, they listened to the sermon, they listened to the singing. After the church service ended, Sangha and his friend walked around the sanctuary and they took a picture of the Ten Commandments sign on the wall. They walked up to the pulpit and they looked at the books that were in the sanctuary. And they were taking in just the whole experience, kind of like a Western tourist would do at a Buddhist temple. 
And after they left the sanctuary, they talked with the pastor for probably half an hour, and they had a good experience that first time going to church. Song and I continued to meet faithfully every week on Thursday evening, and eventually we got to the point where he was asking me questions about current events that were happening in the world. And I was able to share with him that the Bible actually talks about some of the things that are happening in the world today. And I asked if he would have an interest in studying some of those parts of the Bible that talk about relevant current events. And he agreed. So the next week, I brought the Thai pastor with me, and we began to actually go through some of the prophecies in the book of Daniel. This went on for probably about five weeks, and uh, Sangha would ask questions, and we would answer the questions and talk about the end times and talk about Daniel, and we had just a really good discussion. Now, at the end of our meetings together, Sangha did not make the decision to become a Christian, but we were able to leave him with many pieces of Christian literature. In fact, the Thai pastor gave him a copy of the Thai version of the Great Controversy, and we were able to end on a very good note. In fact, occasionally, Sangha will still contact me on social media and will talk occasionally. So I'd like to think that there were many seeds that were planted in the heart of Sangha and that one day those seeds will come to fruition and Sangha and his friends and his family will come to know the God that we serve. So please join us in prayer for Sangha and all of the seekers that live in these countries that have little knowledge of the gospel. Here is a love Blessed as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood, when the prince of life for ransom shed for us his precious blood. Friends, the task of reaching the world is great. And I believe that God is calling on many, many people to respond to his spirit and to go into the unreached world. If you feel God tugging on your heart to be a missionary and you would like more information about how you can get involved, please visit afmonline.org or call 800-937-4236. And once again, that's one 800 937 4236 or visit afmonline.org. Thank you.